0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day of the week, only about 13 minutes or so long, but that gets us into God's Word every day of the week, and that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. How important it is for us to stay in God's Word regularly and consistently. It helps us to stay close to God. Now you know people in your life who need to come to God, need to become closer to Him, don't you? They need to turn their lives around and think about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every single day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, but share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day, you may ultimately help somebody get to heaven by doing just that. What a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about how do we overcome temptation. In fact, we're looking at four effective, practical ways to deal with temptation, to overcome it. The fact that the devil was out there tempting us, <laughs> that happens all the time. He is compared to a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. But Peter goes on and says, resist him steadfast in the faith. So we can resist him effectively. In fact, James says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And as long as we're walking with God faithfully, consistently, there's no place in our life for the devil. God knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations, 2 Peter 2 and verse 9. And Paul, the apostle, has stated that God will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able to endure, to say no to, but with the temptation will always make a way for us to escape, to be able to say no, to overcome it. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. And blessed is the person who endures temptation without giving in to it. James chapter 1 and verse 12. Well, how do we overcome temptation? We looked at the first effective, practical way to deal with temptation last time and that is simply say no simply say no there are all kinds of things that are thrown at us by way of temptation the devil uses very open obvious temptations at times they just kind of present themselves or he'll plant thoughts or doubts or questions in our mind but sometimes he uses other people as well he'll use them to try to get us to do wrong and We have to always be alert, be on guard, and recognize temptation for what it is. It's temptation to sin, and that is to draw us away from God, to become unfaithful to God. We need to always have our eyes open, and to always, again, be perceptive as to what confronts us, and what it really is. So we looked at Job in Job chapters 1 and 2. And the devil, boy, he worked him over. In one day he lost a tremendous amount of his wealth, and all of his ten children died on one single day. But the text tells us that at that point, Job worshipped God. He worshipped God. And he said, God God gives and God takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He did not sin with his lips. The devil worked him over another day. And on that particular day, he caused him to break out with grievous sores or boils from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Job still did not sin. He did not curse God, even though the devil used his wife to try to get him to do so. She said, are you still going to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. Get it over with. Job said, you sound like one of the foolish women. Shall we accept blessings from God and not adversity? Job still did not sin with his lips. We talk about the patience of Job. We should talk about the faithfulness of Job. Job just said no to the temptation. That was his response. He said no to sin. Well the second practical effective way to deal with temptation is to leave remove yourself from the presence of that temptation we can learn this particular principle from a man named Joseph a young man now again we noted that Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6 he spoke of manifold temptations, King James Version. American Standard Version, manifold trials. Well, Joseph was faced with manifold trials. We're talking about big trials. We're talking about many trials. His brothers hated him to the point that they wanted to kill him, at least a number of them did, but instead they sold him into slavery as a young man. And for many years, they never saw him and his father never saw him his father thought he was dead because his brothers produced Joseph's special coat of many colors that his father had made for him they dipped it in some animals blood and showed it to their father and they let their father draw the conclusion that Joseph had been killed by a wild animal but he was still alive they sold him into slavery Now that in itself was a manifold trial. Big trial. Joseph could have given up right there. But he did not. He stayed faithful to God. And the man who bought him, an officer in Egypt, he saw that God was blessing his household through Joseph being his servant and he put Joseph in charge over his whole household. But then In that particular position his master's wife began lusting after Joseph and she began trying to tempt him or seduce him into sinning with her sexually and Joseph rebuffed her but he tried to do so tactfully he said I I can't do this. Your, Your husband has placed me in charge over the whole household. He keeps nothing from me except you. I can't sin in this way. But then, as time went on, I think we can understand that probably she engineered a situation in which Joseph was alone with her in the house. And so she grabbed him and tried to get him to commit sexual adultery with her. What was Joseph's response? What was his response? He turned... And left his garment his outer garment I think we could understand probably his coat or his wrap he turned away from her and ran out of the house interesting isn't it Genesis chapter 39 verses 7 through 12 and verse 11 it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside That she caught him by his garment saying lie with me but he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside he left the scene of the temptation he did not allow himself to linger in that particular environment of sin it was already sin on her part I think we can understand because she was ready to commit adultery with Joseph against her husband. And, of course, all sin is against God. But Joseph was not going to have any of it. He turned and ran away. He got out of there as quickly as he could. And that goes back to what James wrote in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. How do we do that? We walk with God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and we look beginning with verse 14, we find the Apostle Paul talking about how we should respond to wickedness, to sinfulness around us, to, to the devil's temptations. In verse 14, he wrote, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now he's talking about never let yourself be placed in a set of circumstances or in a relationship wherein you are unduly influenced by sinful people around you to join them in their sin. For what fellowship has righteousness with uh, with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? He's saying, you're different from the world. You're supposed to be the seasoning salt. You're supposed to be the shining lights of godliness, of righteousness, of Christianity. What accord has Christ with with Belial? What part has a believer with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Well, he said, as a Christian, you are a special person. You are part of God's own special people And you are to bear that identity openly. Now, not not to draw glory to yourself, but to bring glory to God. But also to help people around you see that God can can give them forgiveness, can save them through Jesus Christ. Then Paul goes on and says, later in verse 17, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Come out from among them. Get out of there. Like Joseph fled when his master's wife tried to grab him by his garment and get him to commit adultery with her. Joseph peeled out of his garment and fled the scene. He left the house. Well, that's what Paul is saying. When you are becoming unduly influenced by sinful people, get out of there. Come out from among them. Be separate. Leave the scene. Don't allow yourself to be put into that particular setting of undue temptation. Paul put it this way in writing to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 22. Abstain from all appearance of evil. He's not saying just abstain from the evil. He's saying abstain from all appearance of evil. In other words, again, leave the scene. Don't enter the scene at all. Be separate. Get out of there. Remove yourself from the even the appearance of the temptation. So, how do we implement this? Something comes on on TV, you should not be watching. It's going to be a tempting kind of, of scene or program. Change the channel. Music comes on the radio. There might be a great beat to it, but it's doing. It's saying something. It's, it's luring you into some thoughts that are ungodly. Change the channel. Turn off the recording. Choose not to go or be a part of whatever it is that somebody might be trying to get you to take part in. Maybe it's a party. But what you're doing is you're, you're eliminating yourself from the scene of temptation, from some particular setting of sin. If you're not there, you don't have to deal with the temptation. And so, don't go, or if you find yourself suddenly in that kind of a setting, get out of there. I call it blowing out the match. If you blow out the match, you don't have to put out a fire later on. So, the first two common sense, effective, practical ways to deal with temptation. Just say no. Second, leave Remove yourself from the scene of the temptation. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for loving us so much and help us to stand strong against temptation. Oh, we need your strength, your guidance, your deliverance every day, all day long. Please be merciful with us, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.